Welcome to the Engaging the Kingdom Mindset Podcast with your host, Brother D. Join us as we explore the Word of God together and engage the mindset of heaven. Well, grace and peace be unto you all, and thank you once again for joining me on Engaging the Kingdom Mindset. I am excited, man. This is episode eight. This is episode eight. This is episode eight, man. Glory be to God. Uh, Lord willing, there'll be hundreds to come, but uh, we have to start slow and keep progressing. All right. But praise God for you all who have um, who have had an ear to follow me in my previous or listen, I should say, to my previous episodes. And if you listen to episode three, you would know that I mentioned triggers. I mentioned trigger words and trigger phrases and I had to pause because I didn't want to give too much because I knew the Lord would have me to do an episode regarding it and here we are praise the living God we are here man so today we're going to be talking about triggers and when we look at society today we can tell that many people don't realize how triggers play a role in their everyday life me, you listening, and everyone in the world is affected by trigger words and trigger phrases. There's no way you can get around it. There's no way you can uh, uh, disagree with me. There's no way because we are. That's who, that's who we are. We are made up that way. Okay. And I'm going to unpack a bit of it today so you can hear and they, that you can understand how you are affected by trigger words and by trigger phrases, okay? So let's hop right in this, man. Triggers are words and phrases that displaces our joy and our peace, okay? Proverbs 18.21 says this, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits, okay? And this scripture that I'm going to uh, read to you next is a scripture that we really are going to, um, this is going to be the substratum of the entire podcast, okay? It comes from Ephesians 4 and 29, which says, let no corrupt talking come from your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion or that it may give grace to those who hear. So the scripture is telling us we should not open our mouths to say anything to anyone at any time if it's not building them up or encouraging them, if it does not fit the occasion in which we're speaking to that person or that people in, or if it does not give grace to those who hear it. Okay, and this is an area where I can find myself in. I say a whole lot of stuff that I shouldn't be saying to people, and um, it's not bad or sinful or ugly stuff, you know, but it's mainly just joking and casual talk and leisure speech, you know. But for the most part, it's not edifying, it's, it doesn't fit the occasion, and it doesn't give grace to the people, it doesn't give them grace. I'm not giving them grace. You know, so we have to really use our words for the purposes of the betterment of other people. Okay. Jesus said this. 
He said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. When he said that, what was he talking about? The words he speak, the word he, the words he has spoken and the words he is speaking. As he was speaking those words, he was talking about those words he was speaking. If you catch that, he said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. So when you speak spirit, I'm excuse, excuse me. When you speak from your spirit and when you speak life, you are speaking to build up. You're speaking to fit the occasion and you're speaking to give grace to those who hear. All right. So trigger words are words that are short, precise, and most importantly, packed with emotional resonance. These words derive their power from both their familiarity and all of the positive connotations that develop as a direct result of seeing them again and again. So let me set some framework. Today, we're going to be talking about negative connotations, not so much of the positive ones, but the negative ones. That's what we're talking about. Okay. But just for the sake of your learning, we're going to talk about some positive ones. All right. Here we go. We have who we have, what we have, where, why, when you free imagine instantly. And because when we hear those words, a red flag goes up in our mind, right? <laughs> Especially two that I'm going to talk about right now. When we hear free, when you're looking through your Facebook feed or your Twitter feed or your emails and you come across something that says free, when a free iPhone X, that gets everybody. When you when you see re, get a free trip, when a free trip to Hawaii, you know, our natural response is to click the link to get something free. It's free to click and we're going to get something free. You know what I'm saying? That's our mindset as people. We want stuff free. That's not a bad thing. That's just who we are. But the people who are creating these posts, who are creating these ads and advertisements and sending you this spam email, they know that too. They know that. They know that free instantly imagine and these type of words are triggers for the consumer which is us all right they are triggers for us we are instantly drawn to free things to instant things that's just the way it is all right so i listed just a few connotations but there's hundreds of more okay but also, let me give you this point. There are hundreds of words that are triggers for each emotion that we possess. I'll explain. Sad, mad, angry, tired, happy, joy, love, peace, whatever emotion that we may feel, each of them emotions, each of those emotions has hundreds of trigger words attached to them and you know I cannot go through all of them for the sake of time but in some cases when people try to comfort us or aid us or okay you know if something happens in your family or you know something tragic happens the first thing you mainly hear are words or phrases like how are you doing I hope you feel better 
oh, I'm so sorry. You know, and, and these words, you know, although a person may mean them with a, uh, a, a gentle heart behind them, to you, they don't know what your triggers are. And in most cases, you don't know what your triggers are. So you will accept these phrases and these words and they can do you uh, worse damage in the long run because they may be a trigger. Let me give you an example. You could have uh, been growing up and you lost a dog or a dog died or something, I don't know. Maybe that was a bad example, but you could have lost a dog and, um, <laughs> you know, all you kept hearing was, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you hated people saying that because why are you sorry? You didn't kill the dog. Why are you sorry? You know, and now you you grew up and, you know, a family member dies and now you, you're hearing the same thing and you hated it as a child, but really didn't know why you hated it but you just hated it. And now you're hearing it again due to your family member dying. And it's like, it's a trigger for you because you didn't like it. And now they're saying it out of a, the goodness of their heart. And it's just tearing you apart even more, you know, but what it is is you don't realize that is a trigger for you. You don't realize that that is uh, something that is um, mentally and emotionally tearing you down. So we don't, realize or recognize it so we cannot identify and come to a conclusion on how to handle it okay so that is the gist of what i was just talking about the triggers okay but i'm gonna dig a little bit deeper i'm gonna dig a little bit deeper 40 to 50 percent of marriages end in divorce in the US due to a lack of productive communication. Again, 40 to 50% of marriages end in divorce in the US due to a lack of communication. And that's according to the APA, which is the American Psychological Association. And what is a lack of productive Let's just say this. What is productive communication? We have to understand what productive communication is. And if you remember the verse in Ephesians 4 and 29, it says building up, fitting the occasion and giving grace. That's productive communication. If your communication is not building your partner up, your spouse, if it's not uh, fitting the occasion and if it's not What's the last one? Uh, giving them grace, it's not productive. Fitting the occasion, giving grace, and building up or encouraging them, that is productive communication. And in most marriages, in most households, in most friendships, relationships, that isn't happening, okay? It happens on, on the workplace, it happens in the family, it happens, you know, kids, leave the home because of trigger words and trigger phrases. People get fired and leave jobs because their bosses can't talk to them right. All right. I tell people all the time at work, I'm like, yo, people do not live. People do not leave uh, the workplace because of the work. They leave the work 
place because of the management, because of the supervisors who cannot talk to them properly. That's why they leave. All right. So I'm going to give you some words that destroy relationships. Never and always. I'm going to stop there. That's only the first one. When we hear those, <laughs> you never do anything right. You are never on time. You are always like late. You're always, you know what I mean? When we hear those words, it's an automatic anger that rises up in us. Because for one, it's not true. It's not never. I may be late four times a week, but on Fridays, I'm on time because I get paid Fridays, right? You know, so I'm not always, I don't always not take the trash out. It's just, I'll take it out on Tuesdays because that's the trash day, right? You know, so we know it's not true, but we get mad because it's being told to us. And um, even though the person's saying it, they're not saying like it's always. They're saying most of the time. They're saying a lot. I won't even say most of the time. They're saying a lot. But we hear never. We hear always. And that means every single time, every single moment of our lives, we're wrong or we're not right, pretty much. That's what never means. If you say, I never took the trash out, that means I've never, not once in my entire life, took the trash out. I'm going to get mad at that because that's who I am. I take words literal. You can't say I don't never uh, cook and I, I cooked two months ago. That's not never then. I cooked two months ago. You know what I'm saying? You can't say I never do something or I always do something and I do it. That's not true. All right. So, but we don't say it in those terms. They're just figures of speech that can cause destruction and disruption in a marriage or a relationship. All right. I'm drawing this out way too long, but let's go on to the next one. Another one is calm down or chill, relax, or you too, you're too sensitive or you're overreacting or, you know, these type of things can kill a relationship. All right. Also supposed to, you were supposed to do this. You were supposed to do that, you know, or saying, can you, instead of, will you, you know, when you say, can you, it's almost like you're checking someone's ability. Of course I can. What do you mean? Can I, you know what I'm saying? I have the ability to do it. I have that ability and that skill. I can do it. You know, so you're, you're kind of checking them, you know what I mean? But when you say, will you, it's almost like you are asking them Nicely, it's like a can you dressed up in a dress. You know what I'm trying to say? You know, you're saying can you, but it's dressed up. It's it's beautified. It's like it's a willingness to do it. Will you Will you go to the store? And it, you automatically want to say, yeah, of course I will. You know what I mean? Because it's like you're not coming at them. You're not uh, coming at their ability. You're not trying to. It's not in a way that's demeaning if you will you're not demeaning their character or their abilities or what they can or cannot do all right so i hope that made sense to you guys man let's move on okay these are phrases the ones that i just used that are used frequently that can be a normal way of speech for some okay hear this now 
a normal way of speech for some, but nerve wracking and very uncomfortable to the next person. So I've heard a lot of people say, that's just the way I talk. I mean, that's just who I am. You can't get mad at the way I am. You just got to suck it up. And But you can't say that. People are different. People were raised different. There's no one in the world that's alike. You have brothers and sisters who grew up together with the same parents who are totally different. So for some people, it may just be their normal speech. That's how they communicate. That's how they talk. That's how they were taught. Okay? Let's get it right. It's not just how they talk. It's how they were taught to talk. All right? As someone taught them to speak that way, and that's why they do it. All of us, we have been taught a certain way to speak and to um, communicate certain things. That's why we say things the way we say things. Okay? So, most times we cannot change the way we speak to others because it tears down our pride. Or the other reason, which is lighter, is what I just stated. That's the way we've been raised. But for the most part, it's a pride issue. It's a pride issue. That's what it is. We have been taught a certain way and we have accepted that way that we were taught to say things. So because of that, we are not going to allow anyone to take us or strip us from that identity, that identity. Okay. That identity of speaking or communicating in that of in that hard manner, in that stern manner, that's not going to be stripped by anyone. That's who we are. That's who I am. I'm not changing that. Okay. But here's a question. Do we continue to live in a way that we were brought up or raised, even though we are hurting other people? Ponder on that question. Do we continue to live in a way and speak in a way that we were raised in or in which we were brought up in, even though we are hurting other people? All right. Try this. Turn on the TV. Go through social media. This is how you find out what words trigger you, what phrases trigger you. Watch TV. Look on Facebook. Whatever you got to do. All right. Watch a movie and listen. And if something perks you up when you're watching it, that's said, that's a trigger for you. And instead of just identify, instead of just listening to it or accepting it, identify it. Okay. Like, that is something that I did not like. Why didn't I like that? You know, examine yourself. You have to examine yourself. We have to do this thing if we want to get better. Because we have trigger words and trigger phrases every day. It could be the smallest little dumbest thing in the world, but it sets us off every single time. You know, that's why a relationship or in a marriage, something can be said. Uh, I have a lot of trigger words and my wife knows it, <laughs> right? I have a lot of words that are triggers for me. And it's like, I, I get set ablaze. And the thing about it, I know my trigger words, you know, and it's still kind of, it gets to me like, oh my gosh, really? Why would you say that? And my thing is like, maybe she's doing it on purpose or maybe this and that, but it's it, maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not, but find out what words and what phrases trigger you. And then once you realize it and examine it, 
examine it, seek to get rid of it. Okay, so when it comes up, it doesn't affect you the same way that it did before because you already recognize it. You already know what it, what it is. You already know what's coming. So like, okay, yo, I got you. Don't even trip, man. I'm not gonna worry about that word or that phrase because you know I know where that's coming from. It's a place in my life to where this happened. You know what I mean? And you know how to identify it, and you know how to um, make that thought. Or I mean, I'm sorry, that word or that phrase bow down to your to your will. All right. So last two verses that I'm gonna give you. All right, because I went way overboard the time that I wanted to. But glory be to God. Matthew 12 and 36. It says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. Once again, I tell you, this is Jesus talking. Matthew 12 and 36. Jesus is saying, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. What does that mean? Every single word that comes out of our mouths that isn't, again, according to 4 and 29 of Ephesians, if it's not building up, if it's not edifying, if it's not giving grace, and if it's not fitting the occasion, we're going to give account. For every careless word we speak, that's what Jesus said. We will have to account for every careless word we speak. Think about it. Okay, Proverbs 16, 24 says this. Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. So check it out, man. Your words can be a healing aid to someone else's life. <laughs> That's good. The Lord gave me that just now. All right. He gave me that download just now. Your words can be a healing aid for someone else's life. People need your words sometimes. If, getting, if given in grace, they need your words to heal their body. They need your words to put them in a place of peace. So if you're spewing out negative or careless words, you are causing people harm when you should be ca causing people to be healed and to be set free all right so let's remember and keep in mind proverbs 16 24 mark that down write it memorize it keep it in your arsenal gracious words are like a honeycomb sweetness to the soul and health to the body your words are meant to heal the people you talk to Grace and peace, man. That's it for me today, man. I had to leave you with that one scripture, man, because it's real. We have to come to a point to where we are speaking words that bless the lives of people. You know, bless people's lives with your words. I do thank God. I do thank God for words. Most importantly, his words, because his words are spirit and his words are life. And when we speak the words of Jesus Christ, our King, we are speaking life into other people. We're speaking the spirit of God into dead men's bones that they may arise up and live. 
that they may rise up and conquer, that they may rise up and be victorious. That's our duty. Our dirty, our duty is to speak the words of Jesus Christ, which are spirit and life and give life and spirit to the dead out here in the world. All right. Grace and peace, man. Thank you again for joining us, man. We give God all the glory and we will see you next time on Engaging the Kingdom Mindset. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We pray you've learned something today that will better equip you into building a mindset that produces kingdom fruits in your everyday life. Join us next time as we battle for our minds right here on Engaging the Kingdom Mindset. Oh yeah, one last thing. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you'll get all the notifications whenever we upload. Also, tell your friends, tell your family, just tell everybody. Engaging the kingdom mindset will truly bless their lives. So until next time, grace and peace be unto you all.